Welcome back into another edition of Screen and Green, the show where we don't miss, powered by Dash Radio and on the Nothing But Net channel. I'm Anthony, and I'm alongside Will here as we dive into really the end of the third year of the NBA 2K League. Crazy to think that we're now three years in, but first, Will, it's been a minute. How's it going? It's It's been a minute, uh, to say the least. What's going on, Anthony? How you been? I'm good. I feel like it's probably been a little bit longer than a minute, maybe, you know, getting up there to the uh the multiple it's been day a grip. range it's been a grip it's, it's somewhere between a minute and a grip <laughs> but nonetheless a lot of jam-packed action you know in the month of august there really with the league you know obviously the last time we came to you guys we were talking about the before stages of the ticket there really diving into you know who's going to take that last playoff spot and now we're here at the end of the season where we have crowned a championship and Crazy to think that it's over already. I mean, looking at it now, I mean, from retrospect, three years in, the NBA 2K League is evolving more than ever. We've They've added teams, you know, went international. They've crowned new championships. We've seen all kinds of different players of the MVPs. If you could just reflect on it after those three years and, and look back at it, what would be kind of like your biggest, you know, I guess standout point, Will, where it's just like, wow, I can't believe – that happen or it's grown to you know that amount yeah i mean i guess you know uh, i think the craziest thing was you know we were at a point where the 2k league was the only entity of the nba that was you know still going on yeah you know i remember especially early in quarantine really the only live sports that were on were korean <laughs> baseball at 1 a.m or <laughs> Uh, on ESPN, they had on the 2K League. So I think to be, you know, shined or put into a spotlight like that and the fact that you have the opportunity to do that and you've positioned yourself and obviously, you know, unfortunately, you hate the situation that got you into the spotlight or got you to the point where you're the only professional sport on. But still, you know, I think the fact that it, it was being on and there, there was a point in time where, if people wanted professional sports, they wanted to watch this. Uh, and I, I think that they put on a pretty good product. So I think they made the most out of the opportunity. Definitely. I think it was the most logical, efficient sport really out there. And and I guess even more so the most entertaining. I mean, you know, by the time it becomes anywhere from that one to three Eastern range, I mean, how much of that person is actually there? I mean, just drowsed into watching uh, not only – a sport but then even a slow sport like baseball so yeah just having something like kind of like progressive and, and fast paced there I think really made up for the time so let's I kind of want to just dive into like this ticket here you know we kind of went through the ticket and who we thought would be there at the end we were wrong we were we were wrong we were pretty wrong there so <laughs> hope you guys didn't uh bet on the games going off the screen and green show here because you would have lost a lot of money. And, and trust me, I, I know how that feels. It, it's. I mean, I wasn't too not, wrong, not I feel feeling. like. No, no, no. You were wrong. If you're not first, you're last there. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, 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 I should more so position it as I was wrong. I was I was actually very wrong there. So, just I mean, just diving into it, I feel like we did pretty good on the first day. You know, we had Grizz Gaming, Top Lakers gaming, Knicks gaming slide by the Pistons, you know, the Magic gaming over Pacers gaming. We, I felt like a lot of upsets, you know, Gen G, which, by the way, I felt really good about taking the Cavs Legion and 
the Celtics crossover gaming and Jinji blew them out of the water. And then the Celtics. I said that, didn't, but yeah. I believe that I said that. You, no, you it's did. It's been a while, but I did say uh, put faith in Jinji. <laughs> uh, no, you were right. And I was like, there's no way. The Cavs are, you know, too much experience and, you know, they're not going to be able to overcome all that. Well, I was completely wrong. Shifty was a god in that one. And then Celtics Gaming got past the Heat. Um, so. That left us to the second day where we kind of had, you know, a lot more teams into the mix there. A couple teams, I should say three teams on by. And one of them being, you know, my Hawks here, who super proud of their performance, just all in all, um, playing a Magic's game. You know, sometimes when you already have like a little bit of momentum and you've already played or had a game under your belt or the other team has already had a game under their belt, it can be tough kind of. But um, the Hawks were able to prevail in both games. Went up 2-0 on them, and never really looked back. You know, BP was a killer, 28-10 in that first game, and then in that second game went off for 40. <laughs> I mean, just team on your back. Like, here, let's just one one arm in one side, one arm in the other, and just, like, carry the load. I mean, seriously, going off there. So, super proud of them. Unfortunately, uh, unlike your predictions, Will, the, the Hawks did not make it past that. They played a tough 76ers team that I was feeling a little skeptical about. Good fight nonetheless. Took it to three games. Um, and I think that was, you know, the biggest thing. I was really feeling good about them because they won the first game. Again, BP carrying the load, 39 points, five assists in that first game. I felt like it, and maybe this is just 2K nowadays, but lots of turnovers by point guards. It feels oh, like yeah. they're just like an inceivable amount of turnovers by the person who's handling the ball the most so but I felt really good you know they they went up the first game you know their their best player Radiant only had 32 points and you know he had seven turnovers of his own but then it just felt like they couldn't put up the the type of scoring they needed to I mean they lost the second game only put up 50 points um and then 76ers just really opened the doors on the third one ending up winning the third game and advancing 73 to 61. But all in all, I mean, look, the Hawks talent, it was kind of an up and down season. I think there are a lot of strides that they made in their second season now in the NBA 2K League. I think getting BP was like the, the best trade you could have ever made. Hopefully he's happy there, you know, despite really what happened this year. They just need they just need more weapons around him. You know, I know the point guard – or I know in 2K the – it's very point guard heavy and, and they're really carrying like the scoring load there as um, just in the game. But I feel like he just needs a little bit more help around him. I don't think it was a lot of consistent help. I thought the center lead was good for him, but other than that, it was kind of just like a, a kind of a, a mix of different guys in and out of who was going to be like the second or third guy. And I just felt like they needed someone more consistent, but all in all, you know, super happy with what they were able to do. Um, I just felt like the 76ers were the more experienced team and they kind of balanced out, you know, the scoring and, and really just, you know, balanced out really just different ways for them to win. I mean, whether it was scoring defense, you know, passing the ball, they really just played collectively as a team. And ultimately uh, we were not in the playoffs like your beloved Nets gaming crew there. No, we were not. Um, but if it makes you feel any better, the Nets were not in the playoffs for long, um, which Believe it or not, could apply to the video game team or the <laughs> team in Orlando. Um, they were in sync. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> the uh, that's, what you, that's what you told. That's what you call brand cohesion. Uh, <laughs> so Nets, Nets face uh, Hornets Venom. They're, it's a team that they are familiar with. Um, they get swept two games to nothing. Um, credit to them. Well, first of all, let's just talk about uh, Chalk. And we'll get into Oh, what happened yeah. with him a little bit later, um, but Chalk played very well, you know, uh, as a rookie, you know, he, he's really been, you know, one of the better players on this team all season, um, but really just like sort of the star that everyone knows that he's becoming, uh, he put it up to another level in the playoffs. Um, you know, first game, he dropped over 30. Uh, second game, he had a little bit over 20, uh, but unfortunately, you know, they, they were two competitive games. Um, you know, in, in that second game there, uh, the Nets, uh, they had a open mid-range shot, but it just clanked out in the final seconds. Uh, they ended up losing by two in game two that would have forced overtime. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. You know, I think it would have been in a day of uh, we were talking about all the upsets in the ticket tournament. It absolutely would have been an upset in the playoffs, but unfortunately, just not enough. So Nets go down in a sweep to Hornets. Now, you mentioned Chalk and his performance in the two games and really his performance throughout the season. I mean, it was God tier. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, you know, just be upfront about that. But do you feel like he's maybe, or I should say potentially, you know, maybe one of the best players? See, I ask that question and say, like, oh, he, is he one of the best players? And, you know, I think you could definitely make an argument for him. But then I kind of retracted that because I think, like, 2K changes so much right? Like these guys aren't always playing the same positions or the game mechanics have it changed to where maybe one year you're really good. And then the next year is like hard to figure out. For sure. I mean, I think we've all experienced that, you know, uh, I remember uh, in 2k 14, especially in the, in like the PS three two Ks, I used to shoot uh, especially with the right stick and I was like really good. And then once they switched over to uh, the next gen, the PS four, I could not use the right stick to save my life. And it was a big adjustment period for me using uh, the buttons. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's absolutely, you know, that's, that's a realistic possibility for a lot of these guys. Uh, for Chalk specifically, I would say, you know, I think he's so good. And just like a lot of the top guys in this league, I think it's so good that, you know, unless 2K goes through an absolute, you know, monumental change, which we haven't seen from game to game in a while, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think Chalk's going to be in this league, and Chalk's going to be very good for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. I mean, there's nothing really that's out there changing my mind. Obviously, the, the 2K demo, did it come out, or was it on the horizon still? It, it came out, right. I want to say, last week. Yeah, it came out last week. I haven't actually had a chance to play it, but, you know, like you said, there haven't been any monumental changes and. You know, most of the time when we see a good player transition from playing, you know, recreationally to professionally, they tend to be good and they're one of the better players in the league regardless of what position they're playing or, you know, the mechanics of the game changing or whatever. It's it's really, I think, the scare comes when, like, someone transitions to being a pro and then, you know, they're not performing on that, that first year. It's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, he's probably good, but it's not, he's either – used to the team he's playing with all the time or, or, you know, maybe isn't as good as we thought he was. So I think just the results that Chalk put up throughout the year uh, make him, you know, I think it's 
very arguable that he could be, you know, not just a good player in this league for a long time, but, you know, one of the top players in this league, which, you know, kind of segues into the next part, Will, which I'll, I'll let you kind of take over, but his his trophy room's looking a little dense there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the trophy room, you should at least, I mean, listen, I think you could absolutely make an argument um, that, uh, excuse me, I think you could absolutely make an argument that Reg deserved Rookie of the Year over Chalk. I mean, they're, they're two very similar players, you know, um, but really, if you look at it just from a, a pure statistical standpoint, you know, Reg was, he was top five in scoring and he was top two. He was number two in assists uh, compared to Chalk who was number nine overall. So he was, you know, ran that out top 10 in points, but he did lead, lead the league in assists per game. Um, so whatever. So I would say, you know, the, I think it's probably, it's definitely well-deserved. I would think Reg probably, you know, just, you know, got that rookie of the year over chalk, but the real travesty <laughs> is the next part. Um, chalk is not even mentioned in the uh, rookie in the all rookie team, you have you have Reg, you have Splash, you have Crush, you have Lee, and you have Zay. You know, uh, how I just did don't he not understand. make one? I don't know. One of those teams, he was I don't know insane this year. Like you said, led the league in assists as a rookie. I mean, like right and top ten in scoring. I mean, you know, literally. I mean, he's never played in this league before, and he puts up those kind of numbers. And for a Nets team that made the playoffs, it's not like this is a shit team and he was just like, you know, consistently putting up numbers because they were always down. It was like, oh, who do we give the ball to? Like, who is going to score for us? Like, this is a pretty decent team, top 10 team this year that he let. So, no, 110%. I mean, it, you know, you go to the the announcement tweet from the league and, and all the comments are just guys like, what, like, where's Chalk? Like, I don't understand. Uh, and he was, I don't know, I just feel like he's a very – you know, he, he's playing in a major market. He is a very popular player. You know, I mean, they, they post his highlights all the time. I mean, from, you know, he's basically the face of, uh, he basically was the face of the Nets this year, you know, from a, you know, marketing like standpoint. So I, I don't necessarily, I don't, I didn't see this coming and it's very odd to me. So I was really hype about Lee making it just because like I said he I think he was the next best thing next to BP there all year long was a consistent dominant player on the board for them and everything but and you know maybe too it has to do with like position you know cuz Reg and Chop play the same position but when a guy puts up that type of numbers I feel like there's always got to be the exception to the rule and I feel like in this case he should have been the exception to the rule I mean you can't tell me that um you know it- and especially for the 2K league, a league that thrives off of, you know, this this positionless basketball and guys can, you know, switch position. One night they're playing the two, one night they're playing the four, you know, or even more right. even more drastic changes. All these different builds they do. You can't slide in the two best uh, quote-unquote point guards into the backcourt. <laughs> right. You know, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, did they ever give like the runner-up to – the rookie of the year? I guess not, huh? Not I mean, I, I, I would assume it would be... Uh, it would be Chop, right? That's what we assume. But you... Well, I would assume it would have to be somebody on the all-rookie team. You know? 
It'd have to be either Splash well, that, and Crush, Lee, or Zay. Right. That that was kind of like my argument there. Like, if he, what if he was the runner-up and then he didn't even make the rookie team? I mean, we've seen some that's blast, what I mean. blasphemous things, you know, in when it comes to the awards. But this hands down goes as like the one of the craziest ones, at least in the two K league so far. I mean, just wild. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Uh, so Chalk got Chalk got screwed there. Uh, I think that's kind of the. The short story there is that he just he got screwed and he got jipped on it and I think if anything is hopefully going to give him some motivation to come out and just ball again for the Nets and take this team further and make people realize you know I am one of the terriers of the league but it does suck always that you know it's weird how like so there's already always like these like group of people compiled you know to give out these different awards or you know vote on it but then it's weird how like there's millions and billions of people who like disagree with them. Right. <laughs> Do you ever think of that? Like, isn't it oh, always majority rules, but then it's like, Oh no, but they're 15 <laughs> experts. So they just trump everybody. Well, I feel like, um, I don't know how the two K league decides. Like I know like for all the other leagues, uh, it's media members. Right. So right. I feel like even then, you know, uh, it's very interesting, you know, because so many media members are so just outwardly biased. Like you had just for the NBA, you had Jackie McMullen <laughs> saying, you know, I'm going to vote LeBron for MVP just because I'm a fan of the narrative. Like, come on. Like, what? <laughs> like, like, how does that make any sense? I mean, I was going to even um, say, too, like, Bill Simmons of the ringer. I mean, he's all right, pretty yeah, yeah. Oh, Kemba publicly. Walker's his MVP. You're going to see Kemba Walker get uh, an MVP. <laughs> or, not or Jason one MVP Tatum. Vote. Yeah, Tatum. You're going to see Tatum get, you know, a second place uh, MVP not and you're like, Oh, who, who's that one vote from? Oh, it's from Bill Simmons. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did you see – so did you see the picture? And not to get too off of actual, like, the 2K league here, but did you see the picture of all the media members that voted for the MVP there? I did not. So that came out, and, you know, almost everyone picks Giannis there, but you have to wonder. I mean, and I don't, I don't know. I think – I guess McMullen had LeBron on there. I can't exactly remember. But you have to, like, wonder, like, how many of these people are just, like, picking Giannis because they see somebody else's vote leak out or something. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to see my idiot that picked uh, James Harden there. Like, oh, 100%. I mean, you're almost like coerced into like picking somebody so you don't look like the idiot. Yet well, all the millions of people vote like that have a say on, or don't have a say on it but say something about it are like, no, that you should have picked so-and-so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I oh, mean expert opinion. I mean, there's two different schools of thought, you know, especially with the MVP uh, award specifically, you know, there's, there's half the people that think the MVP award is, you know, the best player. So who's the best player in the league? Right. Um, I personally believe that the MVP award is the most valuable player. So for me, the MVP is always, uh, you know, if you took them out of their team, who has the most drastic change, Yeah. you know, and, and if, because, if you're going by, you know, who's the best player, then LeBron should be like the eight-time MVP, you know? And, and it seems like, you know, we flip. Uh, like, remember when like when Westbrook, for when Westbrook won the MVP, <laughs> and I don't get, I love Westbrook, and I know this is a terrible time to say it because he had a terrible, uh, yeah. it was like game six against OKC. Against thunder, yeah, just threw um, the ball out of bounds there. But, but really, I like, I, I am a pretty – avid west like i would go for to bat for westbrook more times than most people 
Um, but him winning the MVP for averaging a triple double was such a narrative because then oh, he goes yeah. on to do it the following two years <laughs> yeah. and nobody cares. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, people's perception changes all the time. Harden got gypped on that one. I mean, he yeah. should have definitely won the MVP without Harden on that on that team. You know, when it wasn't Westbrook. I mean, that team's not making it to the point they did. And so you're right. I mean, everyone's got, like, their own storyline. It's just no one's, like, consistently has the same guidelines. Like, they all say they do, but I feel like after so much of them talking and and uh, doing different things throughout the sport, it's like they almost forget what <laughs> what their guidelines were in the past. So the other award that they always go wishy-washy on is the most improved player. Um because we had this year Brandon Ingram, which Brandon Ingram had a great year. But he's also, too, he, he's what? He's 23 years old? 24? Something like that, yeah. I mean, you he's know, been he, in the league for he, a few years. He was the number two overall pick. <laughs> he's reaching his ceiling. Like 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 Victor Oladipo. I was so upset when Victor Oladipo won it over uh, who, whoever that was. Uh, D'Angelo Russell or Dinwiddie, whatever year that was. Yeah. I think it was Dinwiddie. I think it was Dinwiddie. Just because literally Dinwiddie the year before was on a G League team. And then he was like one of the top point guards in the league. Victor Oladipo got paid an, a, an immense amount of money and was finally worth his contract. Like almost <laughs> After improved. two different teams. Yeah, they almost improved. I'm like, that. that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I saw something funny. It was like Brandon Ingram had two 30-point games. or It was like four 30-point games in his time with the Lakers and then had 11 this one year. I'm like – I mean that. Okay. Don't get me wrong. That's not. That's impressive. But it's that's like called growth. Yeah, I was like, it's about time. I mean, the Lakers drafted <laughs> exactly. him as the number two pick, <laughs> exactly. And, and now he's finally coming to his own. Now he's finally not scared to like be the. I mean, not just the number one guy, but like take shots at the rate he should. I mean, yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, that's growth. I mean, it's just that's a weird award. I didn't even like, you know, I don't even like Luca or Pascal Siakam being in there. I mean, no, Pascal Siakam already won the award. How did we, it should have been Devante Graham by a country mile. (laughs) The award should be for somebody who we've never heard of, who comes out of nowhere and is like, Oh wow. Like this, this person like really improved. I mean that the, the season Graham had was just, insane compared to what he was doing last year and it's just it's just so stupid like the luca one just killed me i mean okay oh, the number three luca pick, was like take my name off the ballot yeah he was like, Come say, on. like take my name uh, off the you can put that in the mvp ballot there yeah but that's just like disrespectful to put me in the most oh my god player. year two year two <laughs> he's like i'm the number three pick uh i bought it my first year easily yeah. so and then my second year i made the jump from from yeah. Great player to almost an MVP player, but I'm only on the most improved ballot. Like, how does that make any sense? I know. Um, Anyways, so, you know, getting back to the 2K League. Back to 2K. Back back to where Chalk's name wasn't on there. I mean, again. Well, just just so you know, these are the memories that this invokes, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same frustration. 100%. I mean, even looking at – let's look at some of the other awards. I mean, throughout the 2K League. I mean – yeah, they had Kenny Gottwork who won MVP. I mean, they had Timely Cook who won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, they always do that too when it's like the team that has won the most, you know, 
they put them at. Uh, well, it's like the Heisman, right? It's the best player on the best team. Right, exactly. Or it's you like know? the all-pro teams. It's just stacked with people from the best team, you know? But I will say, though, to their defense, when you have a team that goes 16-0. and Fair, granted. It's, it's and, very and, and you're giving out regular season awards. You know, if playoffs counted, I think we'd be having a different conversation here. My, my uh, point is, like, yeah, they were the best team throughout the regular season there. But it's almost like, are other people being even – considered because they went 16 and 0 it's like oh this dude put up 35 points a game and had the highest pie and then you know Tommy cook was a great defensive player on the best team and a big reason why they won i mean are, are we even considering other factors that- yeah but yeah but you know what though I, i'm sorry anthony i gotta disagree with you i think that well first of all let's 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 put one thing to bed right uh you look at the the uh, all NBA 2K uh, first team, it's two point guards and three centers. So we can have – so that adding even more ammo to the chalk argument that he should have been on at least on the first team. Right. Um, but, you know, I have to disagree. I think when a team goes 16-0, and you know, they have the MVP, which I think Kenny deserved it in my honest opinion. Uh, defensive player of the year, uh, which is uh, Timely Cook, which, you know, I think that's a hard – that's a hard thing. award even in it's 2K a hard to really award justify. To, but. That's what I mean in 2K. I mean, are you really going to sit here and make an argument depending on how, you know, I mean, there's advanced statistics for it. You can talk about blocks. You can talk about, you know, even rebounds to a certain extent. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, defend or argue against a defensive player of the year uh, for 2K. I mean, that, that that's I mean, kind of a hard if, argument if you're, to have. If you're going on stats there, I mean, yes, Timely Cook led the league in steals there, but – Type had the most blocks on the year and then was sixth and steals. <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I just never know what they're going off of. I guess, but anyways, neither do I. Your point. But I mean, well, and so you talk about this first team. It's only two guys from Toronto. It's Kenny and and it's sick one. You know, uh, Timely Cook didn't even make it on the first team, which is weird. Which is weird, right? I mean, he's the defensive player of the year. That means he's one of the better players in the league. And, and granted, like, you know. But I guess I, mean, I guess they're only doing two guards. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, yes, Kenny had a great year, led the league in points, and you know was a great defensive player, great two way player all year. Sometimes I just think that guys like Ofab, who's been doing it forever, you know, might get looked over, and, and maybe that's because their their team struggled throughout the year. He had his own issues all year. But I guess my point. Is, I mean, I guess it is a regular season award. I guess really my issue with everything is the fact that this is – there are always these regular season awards, and then we go into the playoffs and we're, like, questioning, like, oh, well, I mean, he was the MVP in the regular season, but how good is he really? You know, was he the best player all year? You know, I wish they would kind of just make it, like, full season awards, I guess is what I'm getting at. I hear you, too. I also think it's hard, um, you know, when you have all these different tournaments, right? Yeah, So yeah. You know, you have teams maybe that you just had an opportunity to play more games because they were involved in these tournaments, like especially like the ticket tournament or things like that. Um, I don't know. But I mean, that's you know, true. It go- just feels like, you know, they always talk about does the regular season even matter in like any sport anymore? It seems like I'd say for I a mean, war- yes, I yes, yes. Well, not NFL. Yeah. I'm saying that very like I'm just tongue in cheek. Exactly. You're trying yeah. to get a rouse. <laughs> well, who am I getting aroused from? <laughs> so, oh, you're getting me pretty. I'm getting you pretty aroused, clearly. Pretty aroused. <laughs> I'm, I'd say I'm pretty aroused. Okay, I think we, <laughs> I think we, <laughs> I think we got that. I was, 
I was really just trying to say that, you know, I was kind of just a hyperbole there. I know that the regular season counts, but when it comes to leagues where there's a ton of games there, and especially like a league like, you know, the NBA or 2K league where it seems like it's pretty like top heavy, you know, how many of these teams are really looking at it like, oh, we need to dominate the regular season to prove that we're the best team all year. I mean, the Raptors did that. What did they get out of it? Hmm? Nothing. They got nothing. Oh, they went 16-0. and They got a bunch of awards for their guys. They got the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. How many rings did they get? What's their legacy? I mean, we've, <laughs> don't we've mean the seen this, right? I mean, this this has become um, this is this the Warriors seventy-three and nine pattern <laughs> in sports. Or let, let's go. You already you brought up football. Let's go to the Patriots, right? Oh yeah, the I, eighteen I mean, in one season. That's what I mean. You just want to bring this up because you're a giant. I fan. do want. I do actually want to bring this up. I'm looking at my poster of Eli Manning right now. You know, you you have <laughs> an undefeated, himself. you know, eighteen and zero, perfect New England Patriots team being led by the greatest quarterback of all time, as well as the greatest coach of all time, you know, with, with some of the greatest defense of all time. And then here comes this little, you know, uh, shaggy guy from the swamps of Louisiana. <laughs> ah, what a, what a incredible story. But with, with this spotted dog, this. <laughs> always looking for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was a bad joke, but, I'm getting really dad jokey here in quarantine, so excuse me. (laughs) But if you look at second team, let's continue moving down this line, right? You look at second team, and you have have two rookies. You have Reg, and you have Crush, who are in the uh, all-NBA second team. Right. So, you know, I think it's... uh, And you got Timely Cook there, I guess, so... Yeah. But again, I mean... Three, I don't know. There's you know? three guards and mama, there. And mama, I'm that man. Yeah, they have who's three my, guards there. Who's, who's my favorite? Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, there's three that's guards my there. favorite name in the entire league. That's my favorite username. 100%. Mama, I'm that man. 100%. And actually, it's crazy to think this is the first year we haven't had a, a guy win MVP from the Blazers gaming. Blazer 5 gaming there. That is kind of crazy. Which is insane. But again, they were some of the best teams and... They got nothing to show for it. Hell, they went through a, a rigorous season just to get in the playoffs. So, anyway, I have a guy called Mama on that man. <laughs> Mama, which for me, which for me, there I, goes that man. Enough. Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> if I was in the two K league, I would make my username something so absolutely toxic. <laughs> toxic. <laughs> I would make it so absolutely outrageous, so that when the announcers had to say it, like I'd be like, you know, like. Like, like explosive diarrhea. Like, oh my you know, like gosh, something crazy. Like, oh, another another three by explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Just like something. I'm trying to think of some other ones. You know, they're oh, these are gonna get really dad jokey. So I'm not even gonna go there. My thought, <laughs> my head is really hovering around the fact that like, should we get Mark Jackson to call one of these Blazer Five gamings? Just so he can Mark, say it. Mark Jackson doesn't understand what this is. He doesn't have to. All we need him to say. He'd be like, "Are Mama, they actually? Are they actually I'm playing Batman. somewhere? <laughs> are they actually playing? Is this going on somewhere?" Have you ever had someone that you know? This is getting way off topic, but I don't know. You you making Mark Jackson seem like he just doesn't know what's going on makes me think about this. You ever like played two K and then someone's come up to you and then you're playing for a little bit longer and then you like pause it or something? Or like, oh, that was a game. I thought that was real. <laughs> Well, yes, I know that's me all the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll be looking. I'll be. I'm like, is this 2K? And 
I'd be like, it says ESPN. Yeah, I, I like fe- <laughs> Stan Van Gundy's doing the game. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I guess that's right. Yeah. David Aldridge is there calling on the sideline. The disrespect <laughs> David Aldridge gets in 2K is hilarious. Oh my god, I know. I mean, <laughs> they, remember, it, remember it, when it was Doris Burke? Oh, I know. It's so funny. I feel like at this point, don't isn't it like in game where they're like, if you skip it real quickly, they'll be like, and that thanks for a quick one, David, or something like that. You know, they're like, <laughs> yeah. They they need to do what um. They need they need to bring in Alan McAnally for every sports game. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about yes. the FIFA guy. Yeah, as you're playing, and then it's like it's been confirmed, the Lakers have traded Kyle Kuzma <laughs> to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and a second. Stunning. Love- thank you, thank you, Alan. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, thanks, thanks, Captain Obvious. Here, we'll just, or, or, we'll just put him in the Captain he, Obvious commercials. When he uh, when when he commentates other games that are going on, <laughs> like when you're playing there, he's like Maxfield Town is lining up for a penalty. <laughs> it's like uh, he Alan. boots it wide right. <laughs> Alan, wrong game here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your head at here? How many screens you got? No, but you know, you know, what I'm talking about Alan McAnally's the guy that commentates on all the other games that are going on. Yeah. Wait, now now I'm well, starting I'm to saying, question I was saying, you ever you ever heard Alan oh. McAnally commentate when like other teams are doing a penalty kick? Yes, I, I think yeah, I was thinking what, about the I mean. same guy. Yeah, yeah oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Make sure I was on the same page here. I think he'd be the he'd be the perfect perfect personality for any other sports game. Hundred ten percent. Hundred percent. Hundred ten percent. Hundred percent is what I was thinking apparently. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna add an extra ten percent to that. <laughs> So, anyways, um, looking back at the playoffs here, outside of the Nets here, we saw that the Blazers five gaming from the ticket. They got their the last seed there, and they were actually able to get a little bit further. They beat the Mavs gaming there, and move on to play Jazz gaming. And unfortunately, them and Hornets game, or I should say Hornet Hornets Venom GT, both took an L in the second round. Didn't even put mm. up a one. Mm. And as well as Kingsguard Gaming by Wizards District Gaming winning 2-0. The only competitive game in the second round was from Warriors Gaming Squad and Bucks Gaming. And that's the team that Reg was on. So uh, then moving into the, I guess, final four here, really. We had Wizards District Gaming and Raptors Uprising and Warriors Gaming and Jazz Gaming. And we're seeing a trend here. A lot of two and O's. <laughs> Uh, I think the most surprising one, though, is that Raptors Uprising couldn't even win a game against Wizards District Gaming. I mean, 70 to 66 loss, and then a 65. Are these stats? Hmm. Am I looking at this right? <laughs> well, <laughs> Wait on, a minute. On game two here, it says Raptors Uprising won a game, so now I'm thrown off. And then there wasn't a game three. Okay, I think they just got it wrong. I was going to say, I don't remember them winning a game. But pretty crazy to think that they didn't win a game all year, or they didn't lose a game all year long, and then come into the playoffs, do their thing. They're one round away from you know completing this perfect season. And like you said, a trend in sports. Couldn't get it done. They had an underdog team come through. Just a really just a hungrier team. And, and a guy... This what I really like about Wizards District Gaming is they're kind of led by a center almost. Like Dave Fry is their best player. He's definitely played point guard for them at times, but mm-hmm. he's like 
kind of like that Jokic center. You know, does a little bit of all. Points, rebounds, assists. Except this would be Jokic if he played a little bit more defense. <laughs> and <laughs> ultimately, he was able to knock off that team. But I don't know. Should we should we reflect on this a little bit? I mean, why do you think it is like the team that's always on the verge of winning a perfect season ends up losing at the last minute? One, we obviously know it's extremely difficult to win everything. I mean, clearly, especially in the professional ranks. But why do we think that there is always like nobody can close the deal? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think the I think the more pressure on you, I, I think the harder it is. You know, I think that the fact that it, it's such a historic moment and only so few teams have been able to do it. You know, I mean, really, all the pressure is on you, and all the pressure is off of the team that's playing you because nobody expects you to win. You know. Yeah. So you you know you might as well go out there. Eventually, you know, I mean. It's cliche, but nobody's perfect, right? So uh, eventually, if you if you go back and you look at, you know, these teams and these historic runs where they've gone, you know, undefeated up until a certain point, or you know, if they they they've been you know close to perfect an entire season, you know, there were points where they were game winners or you know controversial foul call. You know, you, you need a little bit of luck on your side, and you know sometimes that you know that luck runs out. Yeah. So I think it's almost, you know, I think very rarely in sports, especially in modern day sports with free agency and, and cap rooms and things like that, that we've seen a team be just so dominant that they just go out and they convincingly beat everybody every game all the way through the championship. Right. I mean, even, uh, you know, you, you even look at like the other league that we cover, right? I mean, triplets, triplets in the big three was, was one of the better teams, you know, by far. Like they had they had a pretty clear advantage over the next best team. Right. But even then, how many crazy game winners did Joe Johnson hit? How many comebacks right? did he have? Yeah. Right. How many comebacks? Like how you know, how many times were we like, you know, this this team doesn't this team is their record is incredible and it's a crazy story and Joe Johnson looked great, but this team isn't unbeatable. You know, so I, I think eventually it's just a matter of when does that luck run out or, or when does, you know, when does a team figure out how, you know, what's going to work? And I think it makes it very hard the the longer you go undefeated. So, you know, yeah. I, I think I think that's the case here. You know, I think the Raptors had a great season. You know, Raptors played great. Raptors are going to be good. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, usually when, it, when a team goes undefeated, you're going to assume they're at least going to be uh, pretty nah, good the next year. They probably just got uh, Yeah, they might probably might just blow it up. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville, but, Jaguars. <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking – I was, I didn't <laughs> want to say it. I was thinking the Jaguars. They're going through hell oh right now. Gosh. We'll leave them out of um, Dude, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Wait, who's going through – no, you know what? We'll save that for another show. Who's going through more? Through more hell. I was going to say the Jags are Leonard Fournette, but that's more of a – that's more oh, of a yeah, well, talk, well, so. well, well, well. <laughs> But, but man, no, you know, I, I think so. What you're saying historically, it just doesn't even make sense to go undefeated. No, I, just, I would I'm say just it doesn't. I'm com- no, but oh. just, but to be honest with you, if I'm being honest with with you, you know, um, I I used to coach youth basketball, and some of the teams that we had were really good teams, and we would go into you know it was a ten game season, let's say, uh, and we would be like seven and zero, and I'd be like, I hope we lose a game. <laughs> you know and, and they'd be like what are you talking about coach and i'm like 
I do not want to go into these playoffs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You were telling these kids, I hope we lose a game? Yeah. Well, oh, because, you know, they get, like, cocky or whatever. That's kind of and I, <laughs> it, It's the truth. I'd be like, I hope we do not go into these playoffs. <laughs> that's honestly. Like, none, none of you have the mental fortitude. You know, and at dang, the time, you know what I mean? You're supposed to be the teaching t- well, these kids mental fortitude. Not telling them they don't listen, have it. No, you got to show it. You can't <laughs> teach it. You just got to show it. You show mental fortitude. All right. Well, I don't know nothing uh, about coaching, so I'm just going to listen to you. Oh, 110%. Wait, wait. Uh, what would your record be in a, if you were a coach for a 2K team? Oh, 16 I, I mean, the goal is 9-1. and one. Or, Excuse me. I'm sorry. The goal is 15-1. and one. I don't want to go undefeated. <laughs> Where are we losing at? Like, is it better it's like, to lose it's at like the beginning? It's like going over 100 in baseball. You don't want to have over 100 wins in baseball. Yeah, that – that's so weird. I don't know why we're looking at this like from a historical standpoint. Like it's never been looked at before. It's like, wow, that's so true. We just discovered something new. But I guess I'm just looking at it. It's it's just it's something that happens in every professional league, and that doesn't you know that that includes I should say the 2K league, which is crazy to me. I guess for whatever reason. I think I think it eventually, you know, I think you eventually burn out or eventually it runs out. You know, I think the stakes become so 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 high that something snaps, you know, or, you know, uh, something changes. And I think, I, I do believe it's, <laughs> there's no point in going undefeated. Yeah. You know, I would much rather. Take an uh, L in the middle of the year. Take an L in the middle of the year and then win the championship, than go 16 and 0 and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, really. I think I agree with that too. Um, anyways, what I was trying to get at here is that ultimately the Wizards District Gaming ends up winning, you know, after upsetting Raptor the Raptors, taking down Kings Guard Gaming. And they end up winning three to one in a five game series. The MVP of the finals was Day Fry, who has been one of the, you know, OGs of this league. One of the guys who from the jump was really good. And I think it's cool to see. I think that what I've seen in this year's 2K League with the, the field expanding of players and there being more teams and everything is that we're starting to lose some of those OG guys or some of those OG guys who are really good aren't necessarily the best players anymore. And while that's good for the league, it's also kind of fun to see the guys who are year in and year out dominant. You know, how funny is this, right? This is now the third time we've seen this narrative come from a team based off of Washington, D.C. The Capitals had Ovechkin. The uh, Mystics had Elena Deladon. And now Wizards District Gaming. Wow. You're talking about these players who have been in the league forever, always been good, but could never get over that hump. The times are changing. You know, their times are done. They're past their primes. And then they finally get that ring. It's now wow. what three times in the last uh, two years? Yeah, and really, Washington D.C. in general has just had a lot of it's championships. Been a, it's been a success. great. Oh my god! And the, the Nationals. Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals. It's been. I completely like, forgot about the Nationals. I know they Dude, didn't do I with mean, Bryce Harper, but like, I mean, and I know Ryan Zimmerman's maybe not one of their best players, but he's he's definitely one of the OGs of the Nationals. There, you, you know, know Sherber. You can say uh, Max. Max. Oh, Max Scherzer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Scherzer. Yeah, I always said Max Scherber. Scherber. Are we gonna put him on? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> are we gonna take a spoon and eat him too? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no, Max Scherzer, you know, I mean, I know everyone talks about, uh, you know, Boston, thank God, didn't happen. Boston almost had, you know, the the, the four major teams all win championships uh, on one year. That would have been uh, t- 
terrifying. But yeah, honestly, you want to talk about a golden age for a local sports? I mean, look at DC. What the Nationals, the Mystics. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, really. I mean, it's kind of crazy that nobody's talking about that. Right? No, for sure. I mean, they always talk about that kid who's been to, like, all the parades, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah the Boston kid. Where's yeah. that kid for Washington? We need a parade for these. Yeah. Well, uh, a Zoom call parade for the Washington District Gaming here. It's another accomplishment. It's Baron. <laughs> <laughs> it's Baron Trump. <laughs> Oh my god! He's like, this is great. Ever since I got here, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone's winning all the championships. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Um, no, you're right, but you know, it's gonna be weird too. I was just thinking about the parades and what they do for championships. That's not gonna be the same this year, so. Um, do we start seeing, it's going to be interesting to see what people come up with for some kind of celebratory, uh, I guess, zoom calls in our, in our new normal here, but overall do it make a long off track story short. Congratulations to wizards district gaming. Congratulations to day fry. Um, pretty cool that the number one pick who I think on wizard. So he goes by something different on his social media, but I think it on 2K League, it's JBM, the number one overall pick. He's the first number one overall pick to be on a championship-winning team in the first year, which I thought was pretty cool to like not only be selected number one, but then <laughs> play on a team who ends up winning it all. I mean, what a turnaround that is. So congrats to those guys. You know, Congrats to the, the sitting of Washington, D.C. for adding another – trophy to the to the case there and um congrats just to nba 2k as a whole i mean another accomplished season under their belt and really with this i mean like we know this was something that you could do you know be a little bit versatile with it because of you know how how the sport is played but just to try some different things out and, and be able to accomplish everything and just have uh, a lot of success doing it is always a good feeling. So, um, kudos to the NBA 2K there, 2K League, I should For say. For sure. With that being said, you know, I don't want to look too ahead into the off season. Like I know these guys are going to rest up and <laughs> rest up in some capacity here, um, and then you know get their minds right. I'm sure they'll do a lot of streaming in the off season, and then you know we'll see who what each team retains and everything. But that's something we can kind of like touch on a little bit. You know, I'm not sure if anything will change as far as the rules. You know, I know in, in growing leagues or emerging leagues, you know, kind of there's some rule changes as as the league starts to progress. We've seen that in the NBA 2K League. We've seen it in leagues like the Big Three, whatever the case may be. Uh, but in the past, they've always retained two players. And then whoever else falls into the expansion draft there for the new teams. I'm assuming there's going to be a new team. They've added one, at least one, every single year. That being said, I think it's a no-brainer for the Hawks that they should retain BP and Lee. But for the Nets, who do you feel like they will retain alongside Chalk? You know, I think that's a good question. You know, I think at, at this point for them, you know, I, I would say definitely um, 
retaining chalk is the number one priority. Um, you know, I, I think he's the future. I think the priority right now should be building around him, building around guys who are going to fit him. You know, uh, I know that in the past, well, the they, my heads. they retained Wavy and right. they, I think last year it was Wavy and Shuttles there. But right. I mean, I like, besides those two, you know, I think Wavy's sort of been a fixture with this team. Um, but I like Potts too, just for another name that I would retain. Um, you know, I think this team really, I think you need a second star next to Chalk. You know, I think Chalk can be your number one. I really do feel that way. But I think you need, you know, I think you need a dominant big man. Uh, you know, someone that's going to run those pick and rolls, somebody that can, you know, uh, be a more of a presence in the paint, you know. So as much as I do like Shuttles, and although Shuttles was very good on the boards, you know. Um, Maybe like yeah. retain someone like Wavy and then see if you go get somebody in the draft. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm thinking, you know. I like that too. Yeah, I mean, like you definitely, I think every everybody's, you know, every league is a copycat league. You probably want somebody like a Day Fry who can, you know, really do a little bit of everything. Score, rebound, facilitate. And play defense. And so I think that's going to probably be, you know, probably the the biggest commodity. I, I mean, as it should be going into this next draft, we'll see, you know, what kind of new prospects are out there, who's been training, and how 2021 is played. But it should be interesting. I think that both these teams, between the Hawks and the Nets, have a lot of potential. It's just going to be how they construct the teams and how these guys adjust to 2K21, which is pretty interesting to say the least, just with in a professional league there. So anyways, I think that's going to do it. We appreciate everyone who's tuned in to dash radio and the nothing but net channel. Appreciate everyone who's followed along for our brief start to the show. You know, 2k 21 is really where we're really going to dive a little bit deeper. Obviously we're going to be covering the entire off season here as some changes are made and new players enter the fold, but we appreciate everyone who's listened up to this point and we will see you guys next time. Peace.